0: But guess what? We we do have our guest on the line right now. We're going to go ahead. We're going to unmute him. We're going to bring him on. Alan, I've been so excited to talk to this guy. It's been over a year since we last talked to this guy. He is a legend. He is he is awesome. He is the man. Let's bring him on right now. What do you say? The genius, Leaping Lanny Poppo. Good evening, Lanny.
1: I am the genius, full of glory and renown, and I'm living in the past where I belong.
0: Yeah, that's right, man. Right there on Coliseum Home Video and all those other great things, huh? The video memories.
1: (laughs) That's right, and I'm still alive to enjoy it
0: all. Absolutely, and hey, and hey, Lanny, you know what? That's a fantastic thing because if we're all still alive here on this crazy world, man, we got to be doing something right.
1: Oh, I don't take it for granted. Every day is a miracle, and and every time I wake up, uh, instead of Good God morning, I say good morning, God.
0: Hey, that's a a fine thing to say, Lanny, and I just want to bring all of our listeners up to speed. Last time you appeared on the show was our one-year anniversary. That has since been a year and some change, about, about a year and a month. You appeared on April the 16th, 2008, and now you are back. And I guess the first question, Lanny, that we have to obviously ask you is, man, what have you been up to in a whole year's time?
1: Well, I just got back from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and okay. uh, of course, that's my old stomping grounds of uh, back when, in the days before the World Wrestling Federation took over the world, uh, everybody was divided up into territories, and of all right. the territories I visited, I have to say that I enjoyed the Maritimes, Atlantic Canada, I'm talking about New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, Labrador, a uh, beautiful place, and you know, I'm one of the wrestlers, one of the few wrestlers that really appreciated the travel that I did. And right. I always thought that was part of my payoff. I got to travel. So I certainly looked out the window and I did a little studying and I did some sightseeing. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, but I've got friends that have never been there and, uh, I got paid to go. And can I be excited about that? Some people save for years to go take a vacation. And they have to pay their own way. They paid my hotel. They paid for my expenses and uh, transportation. And they gave me a payday. All I had to do was wrestle.
0: Hey, that's fantastic. I know that the last time we talked to you, you mentioned that you just love to travel. Uh, what are some of the places that you've seen here in the last year? I mean, just give us a quick rundown. Like, What, what kind of uh, places have you been in the last year or so?
1: Well, I've been to the airport in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's all right. No, I was just at a fan fest, uh, and then, uh, mysterious people that I had never met actually drove me, uh, to some place called Levittown, Pennsylvania, and I had about an hour and a half discussion with Bill Watts, and I'm gonna say I hadn't seen him in 25 years, and what a fantastic guy he is. I mean, of course, I've heard some bad things about him too, but, He's a hard guy not to be jealous of, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Now, you, going yeah. back to what you're saying about uh, getting in some car with some random people, what's that like? When you know, when you're somebody who's been in the business for like ever, and and a couple of randos pick you up and offer to take you somewhere, like, do you ever feel some sense of uncomfortability in a car with people like that?
1: I guess I should, but maybe I'm living in a fool's paradise. I never do. Okay, I always. Uh, <laughs> I always trust people, and somehow I believe. You no, know, there are certain neighborhoods that I'm not going to walk around in. I remember sure. the first time I was in Los Angeles, and I I had about I don't know three hours of sleep for five nights in a row, and oh, wow. I was at the uh, L.A. Sports Arena, and I just wanted to get something to eat. I I figured if I walked in any direction, I'd I'd hit a grocery store, uh-huh. and and instead. I walked into a neighborhood, or a hood, as they say, and I recognized some of the characters of Nuestra Familia. And um, I was like, taller by a, at least at least a head and a half taller than everybody. They all wore these uh, tattoos and their angry faces. And as soon as I realized where I was and that I was a couple of shades too too bright, okay, I just I just pivoted walked and and I didn't speed up or slow down, but I got the hell out of their neighborhood and I was told later I was told later I did a very smart thing because um, there would have been a greasy spot where I used to be
0: ah, I see I see now I see we actually have a couple of numbers popping up on our screen here I'm going to ask you real quickly though, before we go to any of that uh you know you're mentioning some traveling you know i'm I'm actually from d c uh do you have any experiences from DC real quick? Uh, you know wh- wh- what do you think about DC? You've been there? You traveled there?
1: Well, yes, I belong to the American Abraham Lincoln Historical Society.
0: Uh-huh. And of
1: course I I, w- I went to the Lincoln uh I went to I went to the Lincoln Memorial and I went to Ford's Theater. But
0: right. the greatest
1: thrill I had was meeting the Greek man from DC 101.
0: Oh, wow. How is he?
1: Oh, fantastic guy. And I have to say that uh, I think he's funnier than Howard Stern. I just, um, just of course, Howard had the better career. Right. And he always denied the rumors that he was one of the Village people. I never got the full story on that.
0: <laughs> well, Lanny, as you know, we we run a a live show, and if you don't mind, I I think we've actually have a few people that are eager to talk to you. Is is that okay? Can we take a few calls?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm here. Uh, you know, whatever happens, let's go.
0: All right, let's do it. Uh, let's go to uh, this guy right here, line three. Who's this? Hi, what's going on, man? This is Bobby calling. Hello, Bobby. Hi, uh, hey, uh, genius. I just want to say, first of all, when I was a little kid, uh, you were one of my favorite wrestlers. And how and, old are you now? Uh, right now, I'm 29 years old.
1: All right, that that makes sense.
0: Okay. Okay, and my question was, it's actually a two-part question, and uh, I was just wondering, uh, who did you like better, Blake or Bo, and are the Beverly brothers, or uh, were they really brothers? Thank you. You're the best.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Um, no, they were not really brothers, but they were both, they were very good friends of one another. And um, which one was the uh, bulkier of the two?
0: I believe that was uh, Bo, was it not? Or maybe I have it wrong. Maybe I,
1: it's I never really got the picture on that. I just called them the, be- the Brothers Beverly because it rhymed with everything. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, um, with brothers others and smothers and whatever. I figured I'd have more rhyme chances with the Brothers Beverly, plus it's just as ridiculous as the genius tried to be. Um, uh-huh. I preferred um, Mike Enos. Mike Enos, yes.
0: And, and just for the fans yeah, that may not... But for the fans who the may not know, which one is
1: that? The bigger of the two. Uh, I mean, well, wait a minute. The other guy's taller but leaner and had a scar on his cheek. Right. Um, I think my penis was split. the bulkier of the two. Not that I had anything against the other fellow. It's right. just that, um, yeah, it's just that I I just uh, had a few more laughs with, uh, with the bigger of the two. I believe that um, they were both tremendous athletes, um, I think the leaner of the two had a world deadlifting record with Barry Darso, who was the repo man, also right. one of the demolition. Uh, the two-man deadlift, which is an unusual lift, but they had the world record. And I believe Mike Enos had the world record for a teenager bench pressing. Uh-huh. So these guys were uh, legitimate athletes and very, very, very um, professional. Uh, I mean, I liked them both. I just like to say, who do I like better? I'd have to go with Enos because uh, we did more time together, I suppose.
0: Fantastic, fantastic! Well, we have another call right behind that. Let's see who's on the line now. Line four, who's this? This is Phil. Yeah, hi, hi, Phil. Where are you calling from tonight? Springfield, Virginia. Springfield, Virginia, Phil. You're on live with the genius Leaping Lanny Poffo. What is your question? I just got a question. I wanted to get y'all's opinion about. The issues of smoking marijuana. Okay, Lanny. Okay, so uh, what's your thank on? you for the
1: question. Uh, thank you for the question. That's terrific. And by the way, Virginia is not a state. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that, Phil. Did you know that?
1: Virginia is not legalized. Okay, but I mean, Virginia is not a state. Virginia is not a state. It is a common it's a Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Can you name the three others?
0: No. He smokes weed. Okay,
1: you got Kentucky, you got Massachusetts, and you got Pennsylvania. And there is no difference between a state and a commonwealth. The only difference is uh, before England became a um, monarchy, it was a commonwealth, which means common good. And that was their way of saying to King George III, we don't want a monarchy. We'll have a commonwealth. Thank you very much. Now, what do I think of marijuana? I don't smoke it. I don't smoke tobacco. I wrote a book against smoking. However, let me say right now on your show that I think marijuana should be legalized, and they oh, should wow. tax the hell out of it. It would be a great revenue, and it would get it out of the hands of the crooks. It's not that I'm for marijuana or against marijuana. I'm against it. But I am against prohibition. And as you know, uh, prohibition... If it was work legalized, for
0: If What's it that? was legalized,
1: there would be no violence. That's what I'm talking about. You're right. I agree with you 100%. Now, you know, personally, I'm against marijuana. But what are you going to do, make about 100 million citizens, criminals, that do happen to like it? And, by the way, in my opinion, if you work hard for a living, um, you're allowed to have a little drink at home or have a little smoke at home. Now, I think it should be restricted. I don't think you should do it on the playground. But they should legalize it, and not just marijuana, all the other street drugs to get it out of their hands, of the uh, organized crime. Now, you know Al Capone, what happened with alcohol. I mean, I'm vehement about this. I'm angry. I mean, what a bunch of hypocrites. I don't smoke marijuana. Does that mean that it shouldn't be... uh, Okay, but I've said enough already. You know where I stand. I think they should legalize marijuana. I think they should legalize cocaine and heroin and all of them, and they should tax the hell out of it. Now, to the consumer... It won't be any more expensive than it is now. The only thing it will be is safer and more pharmaceutical because it will be restricted and regimentated, and you won't have this situation where a person scores a little bit of Coke and it turns out to be a lot of speed, and then he goes into what kind of shock, I don't know. Anyway, that's just my views, and I still wrote the book, Limerick's from the Heart and Lungs. I'm against tobacco, I'm against marijuana, but I'm also against prohibition. Because that's the reason that the crooks are getting rich.
0: Right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Phil, I see we have a few other calls. Did you have one final quick question or anything like that that you want to get with Lanny no. before we let you go? Okay. Thanks a lot for the call, Phil. Um, uh, Lanny, our, our third co-host to join us, DK, Diamond K, is on the line with us now. He's from uh, Baltimore, actually, and I believe he has a question for you. DK, go ahead, my man. Hey, how's it going? Um I wanted to ask, what was the, uh, the craziest uh, rib that you either pulled on somebody or was pulled on you? Well,
1: fortunately, nobody really ever pulled a crazy rib on me, um, and I always wondered why not. Now, I believe that it was probably because of respect and or fear of my brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, that probably got me, um, because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I pulled a rib on myself, after I got fired as the genius with, uh, you know, after my run with Mr. Perfect and after that, um, when they started jobbing me out and then, and then I took about uh, six months off, grow my hair back from the beefcake haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back to the World Wrestling Federation and I had heard that there was a new rib. There was about eight people that were actually going to the bathroom in people's suitcases. Oh. So, <laughs> so that's a pretty serious rib. Yeah. So I thought wow. to myself, uh, yeah, right. So my first show was in Rochester, New York. We we're having a TV show. And there I was. And, uh, I want to say The Nasty Boys, um, The Rock and Roll Express. Um, I want to say, uh, what was it? Wait a minute. The Midnight Rockers. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I get my, Jannetty and Michaels.
0: Um, yeah, the Rockers.
1: Yeah. Um, Mr. Perfect. Um, allegedly these were the names that were being bannered about. And of course, the, uh, British Bulldogs. Right. So, what I did was, uh, you know, I'm not really a genius, although I do write my own poetry. Everything I ever, every poem you've ever heard, I wrote. Am I a genius? Hell no. Come on, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm, what I am is a uniquely talented individual, uh, who has a couple of, uh, couple of tortellinis short of an entree okay and so what i did was i i I had my cap and gown and i got there early and i hid my cap and gown so well that i could not find it (laughs) have you ever done that right (laughs) okay
0: i could honestly say i've never done that Lenny. and look actually real quick uh i think we have another call on the line let's go ahead and see who we have here let's go to line five i believe it's a maryland number probably in your neck of the woods, DK. Let's go to line five. Who do we have here? Hello. Uh, I guess they've terminated the line, uh, Lanny. I apologize for that. Maybe we'll get it back. Maybe we will not. So essentially, you hid your own uh, wardrobe from yourself, and and you couldn't find it. Now, what was what was the resolution to the night? Did you uh, were you not able to go out, or what happened?
1: Well, no. I finally found it after I panicked. But it's like, um, you know. But I've, I'm not the most organized individual in the world. Okay. And as a matter right. of fact, I think I would have done better in wrestling if I had two items that I have now: a cell phone and a GPS.
0: Hey, those are two because, good things to have.
1: Are we allowed to talk a little dirty?
0: Absolutely, Lanny. I'm, I was hoping you were going to say that because this is uncensored. This is Internet Radio, and, and if you want to talk dirty, Lenny, let's go right. Let's get right down Okay, there. I'm not going to
1: talk dirty, but I used to be, uh, you know, a Native American and honorary member of the Fagawi Indian tribe. Uh-huh. I used to stand uh-huh. on the top of the hill, look four directions, and say, where the Fagawi are
0: we? <laughs> Lenny, I believe we have this caller back here. Let's go ahead to line, now it's line four now. Who's this?
2: Hi, this is Allie. I'm calling from Maryland. Yes, Allie.
0: You have a question for uh, Lenny.
2: Hi, Lenny. How are you doing?
0: Very well.
1: You sound fantastic.
2: Thank you. I've been told that before. I had a question. Now, why do they call you Leaping? That's a very interesting name.
1: Okay. I will tell you. And by the way, what is your first name?
2: It's Allie.
1: Allie. Allie. I'm glad you said Allie because they said Sally. I heard Allie. And um, my ex-wife's name is Sally. Oh,
2: no, I'm so, not your ex-wife. I'm definitely an Allie. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> and uh, why do they call me leaping? Okay, these are the reasons. Uh, number one, I was a former gymnast. I wasn't a great gymnast, but for my size, I was an amazing gymnast. Now, that doesn't mean I was great. I was just above average for gymnastics and uh, for my size and in wrestling and for as tall and as large as I am, I was pretty amazing for the 80s. Now, of course, you've got everybody's raised the bar, and I'm no longer amazing. I became less and less amazing with every new wrestler that thought they could outdo me, and uh, they all have, and uh that's the way it should be. That's the evolution of wrestling. Okay, so um there was a wrestler named Leaping Larry Shane who died too young, and he was in... uh, uh he was confined to the Detroit area, and he, uh, I think he wrapped his car around a light pole and died. Um, but I, I've heard of him, and I saw him when I was young, and I, I copied that. I said, Leaping Larry Shane is dead. Leaping Lanny lives, because my real name is Lanny. So, and by the way, if you're interested in poetry, or um, that's called alliteration. Oh. And what I'm really proud of – I'm sorry?
2: I said, okay, thank you. Now continue.
1: Okay, and uh, one of my favorite uh, poems that I wrote for Mr. Perfect was uh, Howard Finkel called me up and said, hey, we're going to do some vignettes. We're going to have them at ping pong. So I said, personal perfection plus prolific ping pong paddles positively panics people's pointless pride. It's just one of many things that poor Hulk Hogan cannot do, and that just makes the genius feel good inside. And what I was really proud of is that with Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, uh, the word of doesn't belong in there if it's all going to be P. In mine, it was all P's and it all made sense and it all rhymed. So I was proud of that, okay? But leaping Lanny, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I was a gymnast, I leaped, and uh, of course, I'm at the age where I just limping Lanny.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, are you very flexible then? Do you have any sort of flexibility from those old days or no?
1: Oh, yes, tremendous flexibility.
2: That's that's a very good talent to have. Thank you for answering my question. Have a good Allie,
1: you What city in What city in Maryland are you from?
2: Oh, I'm in Silver Spring.
1: Okay, because I was. Uh, if you go on my website, LannyPapo.com, mm-hmm. it shows a picture of me standing next to the grave of Edgar Allan Poe in downtown Baltimore. Really? Yeah. So Papo does Poe. He's a better poet,
0: but I have a pulse. <laughs>
2: Okay, that's awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Allie. You're wonderful.
2: Okay, bye.
0: Thank you for the all right. call, Allie. We do appreciate it. Now, Lanny, we've got a couple more for you. We don't want to keep you all night. You know you're a busy guy. You do a lot of these. Look, man, I was reading on the Internet, and I was very surprised that a lot of things that came up next to your name was uh, Oli Anderson. Apparently, you guys are some sort of a beef. Well, what's that all about, Lanny?
1: Well, many years ago... Uh, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, uh, right after the Bicentennial, I think. Wait a minute. The um, Yeah, it was 1776 to 1976. Um, and they used to run three towns a night. And I instantly took a liking to Rick Flair because he was phenomenal in the ring, I felt. This is just my idea. Okay, uh, I mean... It's subjective, some people don't like him I love the guy, okay And I thought he was very, very fun to watch He's a hell of a worker, a great interview Tremendous presence in the ring And I had a lot of respect for him Because he survived an airplane crash Where he broke his back in two places And now he's making a living throwing his body around And he did it for many years So may I say I had tremendous respect for Ric Flair the, Then we're, we're running three towns a night uh, in Charlotte, and the town that never drew was the town that the Anderson brothers were uh, on the main event, and that was when you would get the minimum amount of you know which would be forty dollars at the time and uh Of course in the you know and then with the, if you hung around rick flair uh there's I made over a thousand dollars a week if I were on Ric flair 's cards so that 's quite a bit bit of difference right Definitely. so then Okay, Ole Anderson would hold court, and he would say things like, um, "Rick Flair um, entertains the people; we convince the people." So I said, "How do you convince an empty chair?"
2: <laughs>
1: and he said, "How dare you say that to me? I'm um, I'm here in the business, and you're here." I then I stood up out of my chair and I said, "Well, from what I can see," Uh, I can eat a bowl of soup off of your head, you know, (laughs) height-wise. So then he says, well, we'll show you. And then about three weeks later, uh, we're in a battle royal in, I think it was Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh And um, so after, there's about six people left in the ring. And it was Dino Bravo. I remember Tim Woods was there. Uh, Macho Man was there. He wasn't macho yet. He was just Randy Papo and um uh gene and Oli were there and tim woods uh was really enjoying himself without telling me gene anderson goes behind me picks me up and 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 throws me down and um i didn't know he was shooting so i i did a working sit out and he didn't let me out so then i did a powerhouse sit out i got away from him and then i did a a deep waist and a head and arm lever and pinned him right in the ring. And I didn't let him up because he was shooting with me without telling me. And as soon as I realized what he was doing, I exploded out of there and pinned him. And uh, and then I wouldn't let him up. And everybody says, let him up, let him up. And they're all laughing. And I said, no, tell with him, you know. And so finally I let him up. And I walked over to Ole and he turned white. So if he was going to do anything to me, he'd have done it that night. But Tim Woods finally instructed me, this is the reason that Ole didn't do anything. Because the Andersons fancied themselves tough guys, and Gene was the tougher of the two by far. So I said, wow. I said, I am the weaker of the two Poffos. Because even when Randy was in baseball and he was skinny, and I weighed 220 pounds, and I guess there was, I don't know, a pound weight difference. We used to go, uh, see who the better man was, and it was always him. You know, my brother, because my brother had a, uh, had, even when Randy was skinny, he had a grip that you just couldn't get away from. Um, and, uh, that was the deciding move for me. Anytime he grabbed me, I was gone. I couldn't get out of his grip. He had, uh, and you know, you're kind of born with that, and then you develop it, too. He used to do wrist curls, and it was all for baseball. But there's a lot of baseball players that have, uh, you know, they work on their grips a lot. Uh, Johnny Bench was one. He had big hands, big wrists, big forearms. And, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous thing. I mean, everybody says, show me your muscle, and they show you your bicep. The bicep does nothing in real life. It's the forearms and the tendons and the ligaments and the, and the uh, bone structure. That's going to crush you. Anyway, the other thing about Clay Anderson is, um, if, you, if you read his book—and please do, because he needs the money—and um, <laughs> uh, then I saw him in a shoot interview, and he says, "He says, I'll tell you what I think about Ric Flair. Um, I don't wish you were—I don't wish you were dead. I want him to suffer a long, horrible, agonizing death."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, you know sure. what? I know both—I know both guys. And first of all, if I were a fan. Uh, I would spend big money to, pay, to see Ric Flair wrestle because I know he's going to give me a show ten times better than the money I spent. And uh, I wouldn't go see Oli if he were across the street. <laughs> he's right well, that's, um... I, know, I know both guys. I, I love Ric Flair, and um, I've given Oli too much of my time already.
0: Uh, absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> you've been so good in this interview, and I've just got two more. And we'll let you go. I'd like to get quickly your thoughts about, uh, I, we hear that uh, Randy's finally getting a DVD with the WWE. Would you like to offer a comment on that? What do you think about him finally getting a DVD with the company?
1: Okay, that's a two-part answer. First of all, uh, yeah. I never answer questions about my brother because, okay. um, because I don't, out of sheer respect for him that sure. I'm sure we both have, uh, he deserves to answer his own questions. Okay, having said that, now I will answer it for you okay? okay
0: yeah,
1: um, I think it's a fantastic thing that they're finally i mean listen, okay, did you know that the economy was a little rough right now?
0: Yes, absolutely,
1: okay, and I think um I think that they're just trying to uh supply the there's supply and there's demand, well, there's huge demand, so they ought to come up with some supply. And I believe that's important and it's a, it's an amazing and it's a fantastic thing. Right. Um I'm very, very happy that he's getting uh this uh D V D and I'm glad that everybody's gonna see WrestleMania three, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against the Macho Man Randy Savage, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But then again, um I saw Shawn Michaels against the Undertaker at WrestleMania twenty five that didn't suck at all, okay? But I'm just saying, there's other matches that are also good, but for the fans that love wrestling, they ought to see this one. And just remember one thing. Dave Hebner was the referee, and every time there was a false finish, Dave Hebner would throw his body down for one, two, three, like a minute, and the people would go wild. Let's not forget that Dave Hebner was a fantastic referee, too, and he deserves some credit also.
0: All right. Fair enough. And, and finally, Lanny, uh Do you have any kind of uh, maybe like a closing, uh, maybe some sort of a poem for us this evening before we let you go?
1: Okay, thank you very much, and uh, you guys have been fantastic. Um, I would like to say that July 11th, I'm going to be on uh, Broadway at the uh, um, World Theater, World Stages Theaters in Manhattan, and I'm going to be—I was chosen to be the MC of a woman, and I'm not going to tell you anything about her. But I want you to go on LannyPoffel.com and read all about her. And here's the poem that I'm going to read. Yes. It happened in Manhattan nine months after 9-11, the illegal U-turn of an SUV. It smashed into a taxi cab and hurt my friend Teresa, whose name is featured on tonight's marquee. In the fight for her survival and her rehabilitation, they took away her leg but not her voice. And they can never take away the passion of Teresa that makes her friends and family rejoice. From the horror of the accident on Parkin' 34th to the epic voyage she has made since then. If anybody listening does not believe in miracles, Teresa Serio is alive again. Now, this is uh, something that I want the fans, for the fans that want to meet me, here's how you do it. You buy a ticket to that show. And then there's going to be a Chinese buffet afterwards where I'll be doing a meet and greet. For anybody that's in the New Jersey, Connecticut, New York area, you have no excuses than not to show up and support this woman who lost her leg above the hip. And uh, she's phenomenal. She's sensational. And if you don't think so, I'll give you your money back, okay? And, uh, about, and, and, and another thing I want to say, uh, I want to thank... Um, Matthew Campbell, for giving me a website four years ago. And I also want to thank Steve Steve Walton uh, from England, who is now in charge of my website. And I do believe, please go on LannyPoffel.com and sign my guest book, because I believe that I now have one of the greatest websites in the world, and it's only going to get better because Steve Walton and I will not rest, because good enough isn't good enough anymore. And All I want right. to thank you guys. Um, I, thank you, all the fans. Um, somebody asked me, who's more infor- important, the promoter or the uh, wrestlers? And I said, you're you're wrong on both counts. Without the fan, wrestling does not exist. And I want to thank the fans for giving me all that, everything that I have. I owe to you guys, boys and girls together, all ages. And it really made me happy when said, I said, I remember you when I was a boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you for that. And you know what? Some people thought I was better babyface or heel or whatever. Some people liked me neither way. But Art Linkletter refused to sign my autograph when I was 12 years old. He told me to buzz off, but he didn't say buzz. And I made up my mind right then and there that if I ever got famous or somebody wanted my autograph, I would never be too busy. And I will. N- I don't care if I'm eating with people, I will sign your autograph and go back to eating because it's the fan that is the reason that I can pay the check.
0: Right, right. Okay. Well, Lanny, look, man, <clears throat> you've been fantastic. We, we, we always enjoy your presence on the show. We'd like to get you back. And, Lanny, tell you what, man, if you're ever in D.C., give me a call and uh, check out Lanny at LannyPapo.com. Lanny, we'll have to get you back on soon, buddy.
1: Okay, uh, you guys are fantastic, and uh, you really do your homework before these questions come up, and that's what I appreciate.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much for your time, and you have a great night, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.